We are already in September, a month that is by now recognized as the Wills Month. There are many horror stories about family members fighting each other in court because of contradictions in a will, badly worded or poorly drafted wills, and worst of all, no will at all. The drafting of a will is generally the starting point for planning your estate and ensuring that your assets are transferred in accordance with your wishes. With me, Amanda Fisser, is Annika Leroux, Senior Fiduciary Specialist at PPS Fiduciary Services, to tell us about the importance of a will and the considerations to keep in mind when drafting your will. Annika, perhaps we could start off by telling it as why it is important to have a will. This is very important and I am so happy that we have a September month that express and create the awareness about wills. So the importance of a will, of course, it captures your intention and to express your wishes of who would you like to inherit your assets in the event of you not there anymore. But it allows you for more, Amanda, it allows you to make special bequests for special people that you want to leave behind certain assets. So avoiding just the generalization of having a will, but having specific planning on the will. It could avoid some family conflicts in terms of who wants or who thinks they know your intention. But of course, from a legal point of view, a will allows you to appoint an executor an executor is a person who will deal with the administration of your estate. Once you're not there anymore, an executor would be able to finalize your estate in your wishes in terms of the will. And so also a trustee. There's many ways that we make provision for a trust. And we will talk about that. But a trustee appointed in terms of your will is a person who will manage that trust until a certain point of time or a certain event. And of course, it allows you to also appoint guardians, especially when there are minor children or parents not alive anymore. So you can appoint guardians or legal guardians to look after your minor children. And I think lastly, it helps you with a smooth administration process. Although I say will is important, it is as important to make sure that there is planning around your will to have a good executable will. But that's the basic part of why the will is important. You mentioned trusts and explain to us where does that fit in? So a will can cater for what we call a testamentary trust. There are different kinds of trust, but a testamentary trust is specifically created through the will document. And this trust can be utilized for either minor children, children under the age of 18, or it can be utilized if you have a specific need or a specific need for specific persons, like elderly people or a person who can't look after their own affairs. So a testamentary trust is specifically created in terms of your will, and it only comes into operation in the event of your passing and if that event exists in terms of your will. So in other words, if your children are minor under the age of 18, 
a testamentary trust is specifically formed for them to cater for the maintenance, education, and welfare, as I said, until a certain point of time. If you do not create a trust in your world specifically for minor children, the other side of this is that the inheritance of children under the age of 18 are protected by the upper guardian or the master of the high court. So in the event you do not have a testamentary trust in place for minor children, the inheritance of such children could be placed with a guardian's fund at the master's of the high court. And of course, Amanda, we all know that fund is managed by government. So in order to make provision for minor children, this is certainly a better option in terms of having a testamentary trust in your will. What other factors should you consider when drafting your will? For example, your marital status. In fact, there is about 27 legislative impacts in terms of your will that you need to take into consideration. Your marital regime is one part of this. So whether you are married according to the accrual system or antenatal contract with or without the accrual system, you need to understand how the accrual system could impact one's estate. And a good example is that accrual system is normally calculated in terms of the person who's got the biggest growth, the one with the smaller growth will have, for example, a claim against the one with the biggest growth. So before distribution of your estate can be allowed, the executor always has to take into account in which estate accrual has happened. So in order to understand that, we need to know in our estate planning, what is the impact of this accrual? Does it have a negative or a positive effect in terms of our estates? And of course, the most common one in terms of the marital regimes is being married in community of property. And the in community of property's effect is that a person's estate is a combined estate assets that you have before you got married, as well as assets accrued in the marriage, all forms part of this combined estate, including all liability. It is important to understand that once we drafted a will or give expression in terms of our assets, what is your share that you can bequeath and what share is protected in terms of your marital regime? or limited in terms of your marital regime. It is also important when we look at what other factors you could consider is the costs related to one's estate. Amanda, I often find that people say it is very costly to pass away, but we must understand when estate attracts costs, it is simply not just the estate administrative expenses that one needs to consider. We often hear that there isn't sufficient liquidity in the estate to finalize an estate. So one needs to also consider what is your liabilities or other contractual obligations. An executor can only do distribution of your estate once he had considered all estate-related costs, all taxes, all liabilities and contractual obligations before your heirs 
could inherit in terms of your estate. I thought perhaps we could just touch on the tax issues. I think the tax is very important because in the event of a person passing away, there are two additional taxes in a person's estate. The one tax is your estate duty taxes. Now, estate duty is a calculated estate taxes. In other words, certain assets attract estate duty, other assets are exempt from estate duty, and it could also be that you've got some rebates that applies to your specific estate. It is important with regards to estate duty that it's not just your South African assets that could be taken into account for the calculation of estate duty. A lot of our clients nowadays do have international assets, and those international assets could attract estate duty taxes in South Africa. But estate duty is not the only concern a person has when you do estate planning. You also need to understand capital gains tax, which is another tax that attracts all part of your estate planning. So capital gains tax in general, also certain rebates that do apply, but in general it could be also a deferred tax, even if it doesn't apply in a state of a person, that it might be applicable in the event of surviving spouse passing away. So in general, Amanda, capital gains tax is not payable if a surviving spouse receives an inheritance. But as I said, we need to understand what is the implications in the event of that surviving spouse passing away. That is what we call deferred capital gains tax and how do we plan around that. Annika, from your experience, what are the biggest mistakes people make when drafting their last will and testament? Let's start by the general drafting errors. Or once you have a will in place, the most common mistakes I find people do is once they've drafted their will, they do not sign their will properly. An unsigned will still is not a valid will and doesn't represent your wishes. Often I find that people send me a copy of their will to have a look and give a view or interrogate the will. But a will not signed is not your valid will. On top of that, it is important that you have comply with the legal formalities of a will, and that is to make sure that your will is correctly dated and correctly witnessed. And in fact, you need to sign your will in front of two competent witnesses. That's above the age of 14. And of course, those witnesses must not be a beneficiary in terms of your will. That includes not being nominated as your executor, not being nominated as your guardian or your trustee, and includes not being a spouse to those beneficiaries. So the general, after a will is drafted, we often find that those general mistakes renders a will still invalid or partially invalid. But of course, we also find that if a will not properly drafted, a single word in a will can cause a will to have misrepresentation or not the true intention of the testator or the testatrix. 
I just dealt this morning with a will that was drafted with a common clause mistake that was put into that will that in the event of this person passing away could have had a huge negative effect in the execution of that will. So it's important when we deal with the drafting of wills that we make sure that the wording and the intention of the testator or the testatrix is the real and true intention. We often find that even if your will is in place, a will can still not be executed because you have not considered all the other related aspects to estate planning. Planning around your estate and making sure that the executor can execute your wishes is an integral part of the drafting of your will. A simple example is when you have life insurance. So life insurance is a very important part of estate planning because life insurance can afford you the opportunity to pay for liabilities in your estate or to make provision for the replacement of income in a person's estate. So it is important that your plan with your drafted will is a well-executed plan and then the will will then make sure with all the formalities of the will, make sure that there is a smooth administration process. Annika, how often does one have to update your will? One should really think about your will as a document that is regularly reviewed. One always talks about the fact that any life-changing event causes you to go back to your will and the planning, of course. So what are these life-changing events? One can look at when you get married, your life has changed, you've got a partner, when you have children, when your children are still minor, or when your children have left the home and there's different needs for them. One can also look at if you get divorced, what is the impact in terms of your will and what you should change. And of course, when you acquire assets, the buying or the selling of certain assets can always assist you to go back to your will and the calculations in terms of your estate planning. And if you had specific bequests, to change those bequests. Often when one changes careers, it is also important to relook at your will. At retirement, if your will has changed, you need to relook at that. And we often find that in the event of joint wills, when your partner or your spouse passes away, it creates an opportunity to relook at your current will and redraft your will. So as often as your life changes, one should consider relooking at your will and your estate planning to make sure that it's still executable. Annika, can you give us some pointers when drafting your will? Amanda, I think it is important to always keep it simple and not to be too technical about it. The second part would be make sure that you appoint a professional executor and a trustee who will deal with your estate and trust when you are not there anymore. And lastly, I would like to say that think about your family and take time to plan for the event that you're not there anymore. It is your legacy that you leave behind. And one would not want to have this lost 
in translation. That was Annika Leroux, Senior Fiduciary Specialist at PPS Fiduciary Services, highlighting ways to ensure that your last wishes will not get lost in translation.